Welcome to the Violon Podcast for Thursday, January 30th. Uh, it is a ugly morning for price action. So S&P futures are trading down 20 points. That's about um, 60 basis points. Europe is down. Uh, the major indices are around 65 to 90 basis points. And Asia was very weak. Um, the Hang Seng was down 2.6%. Taiwan plunged close to 6%. But keep in mind, Ty- this is the first day Taiwan traded in several sessions. So they had a lot of catching up to do. I think if you um, adjust for what's occurred in Asia over the last week, um, the Taiwan move doesn't really seem that out of the ordinary. Um, so as far as kind of uh, deciphering why stocks are so weak, it's hard to pinpoint one specific reason. Coronavirus is is getting the most tension on all the major wires that is cited um, and all kind of the market update reports for why stocks are so soft. Um, I'm struggling, though, to kind of find out what was really super incremental out overnight. So the caseload count continues to rise. This should not be surprising to anyone. Um, that is the nature of these types of things, and it is going to continue to rise. It's going to continue to spread. You're going to see cases crop up in more countries. Um, uh, you know, I, Like I said, I don't necessarily think you're necessarily seeing it rise at an accelerating rate, um, but you're certainly seeing it spread Um the mortality rate, I, you know, a lot of people are pointing out, remains very low by historical standards as far as these types of viruses are concerned. Um, you know, I think I think there is very a legitimate fear that Q1 numbers from um, several major economies are going to look pretty ugly as you see the amount of uh, travel restrictions and work stoppages increase, especially in China and then you know pretty much throughout Asia as well. Um, so China is very much heading for you know a, a, a severe um, you know pause in economic activity in Q1. Um, you know, unclear what the ramifications will be for global growth, how, how this will bleed into um, other countries, the US and, and S&P 500, et cetera. But there clearly will be an economic fallout from all of this in Q1. Um, and if anything, that's probably, you know, I think some of what you're seeing reflected in markets today. Um, so that that's kind of the major macro story. There wasn't any major eco data out overnight to really reflect for today. Um, you know, just kind of circling back to the Fed from yesterday, I don't, I don't know if it's playing in a, a huge role in today's, uh, in this, this morning sell-off. Um, you know, you do have this, this whole concept now of um, a quote-unquote technical taper tantrum into Q2, as um, you know, the Fed yesterday guided to uh, reaching a level of adequate reserves around Q2, which means that they will start to kind of withdraw from their repo market interventions at that time. Um, you know, depending on your point of view about how important the balance sheet expansion has played in the recent rally, it certainly has played some role. Um, you know, that could become a headwind as we get into Q2 and, and the Fed starts to, to withdraw, especially dialing back its T-bill purchases. Um, so that's probably definitely not helping. I think kind of your net, the net near-term result from the Fed yesterday was probably, um, you know, hawkish just in that you are going to have this balance sheet catalyst coming up. Um, I will say, though, and I don't think this is necessarily um, relevant for right now, but as we go into June and July, the Fed will be releasing the results of this big policy review process that they've been undergoing now for over a year, um, and that will likely have dovish implications, but you're going to have to get through this balance sheet um, part first. Um, you know, Bernie is also kind of one other factor that's being cited for today's weakness, where we have Iowa right around the corner on Monday. Um you know, to the extent he does have a blowout victory, I think you're going to see maybe the immediate near-jerk reaction to the downside. But, um, you know, if Bernie really does pull away and and blow out Iowa and then blow out New Hampshire, um, you know, I think people will come to look at Trump's prospects for November as being that much brighter if Bernie is going to be his opponent. 
Um, and so keep in mind, you have Iowa on Monday, and then the next day, next Tuesday, you have Trump's State of the Union address. So politics is going to be very much in focus, um, you know, pretty much starting in just a day or two once uh, earnings really quiets down. So going through the major earnings results, starting with the U.S. last night, um, you know, I would say probably on balance, it was a positive evening. So Microsoft was a big, large cap blowout, um, huge upside on pretty much every major number. It's very interesting. You saw the Azure cloud business had actual um, the revenue growth actually accelerated sequentially. So not not a whole lot, but um, I think the fact that the revenue growth accelerated. And if you go back to IBM a couple of weeks ago, they also had accelerating cloud gro- growth. So I think that's going to place a lot of emphasis on uh, Amazon tonight in the AWS business, where there has been some anxiety about AWS seeing um, you know m- more competition than they're used to, and you're going to see AWS really decelerate this quarter. So I think um, that's very much going to be a focus tonight as you start to see, um, at, given the Microsoft and IBM cloud numbers, especially Microsoft. So Microsoft, very strong. Elsewhere in tech, um, you know, you had a few smaller semiconductor companies, very levered to handsets, had blowout numbers, including Cuervo. Um, ServiceNow, LAM Research were all strong. Tesla was very strong as well. Las Vegas Sands had um, solid December numbers, but obviously they are very exposed to the coronavirus. So on the call, they acknowledged that. They talked about how that's certainly going to be a headwind. Um, not only impacting revenues, but also, um, you know, leading to higher costs as well. Facebook is the big disappointment. Not so much on the December quarter, although the December quarter, um, rev, uh, I'm sorry, uh, FX neutral ad number did undershoot expectations and whispers. Um, but they are guided, you know, they got on the call to just a further deceleration in rev growth. This has been a theme for them going um, back over the last few quarters. But, you know, if you look at the worst case, if you kind of look at the low end of their revenue guidance based on what they just reported, you know, you could have a situation where they're reporting under 20% revenue growth in Q1. Obviously, that's going to be kind of, um, you know, a psychological uh, headwind for the name. So, you know, they cited just the law of large numbers. They're also citing increased um, privacy restrictions being rolled out, not by regulators, but by other companies in the industry, including Google. Um so that was interesting as well. So, I, you know, I think it's more kind of, you know, the fact that they're just continuing to see revenue deceleration. I think some people thought that, um, you know, they were kind of being conservative on the outlook and they would have upside, but that, you know, they were being pretty accurate. Um, PayPal also was disappointing in their guidance. For Europe this morning, it's probably a little bit more negative on balance, I would say. Um, you know, a bunch of names. You're not seeing any huge, I wouldn't say there are any kind of quote unquote macro companies that have a ton of implications for the U.S., um, you know, Royal Dutch Shell talked about how they're going to may have to slow their buyback paces given how earnings are undershooting expectations. Um, Deutsche Bank, you know, the headline numbers are very, very ugly, kind of like Boeing um, was yesterday. But I think if you strip out a lot of the noise and you and you look at kind of their quote unquote core results, um, I, they were they were definitely no worse than feared, um, especially on the capital front, which is very important for this company. Um, and then you saw, you know, the FIC results, which have been very strong for all major brokers, were, were pretty healthy at Deutsche Bank, up 34% year on year. Um, so that's essentially kind of it for the rundown today. Um, you know, as far as the broader tape, you know, I, I feel like Tuesday was kind of more a head fake. So, I, you know, this, this recent little dip that we've been in, um, if you strip Tuesday out of the equation, it probably has more, you know, I think it has not fully run its course. And so I think you can still get back to the upper end of that legacy valuation range. So that's about 18 times which is kind of 3150. Um, you know, I don't I don't think you necessarily have to go crashing below 18 times. I think 18 times is 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 fair. Um, I just continue to think that, you know, 19 20 times it's hard to justify just based on everything that's occurring in the market. Um, for today's calendar coming up, uh, it's really essentially earning so 
the big ones before the Open um, are going to include DuPont. You have UPS, Blackstone, Verizon, uh, Northrop Grumman. Those are the big ones this morning before the Open. The BOE hits, hits at 7 a.m., the Bank of England decision. Um, the print forecaster for rates to stay unchanged, although there are a lot, there's a lot of talk anticipation that you could see a rate cut. I don't really think this matters a whole lot for the U.S. Um, you know, the U.S. stocks are most sensitive to really the, you know, the Fed, ECB, and then PBOC, not really the BOJ or the BOE, but that will be in focus at 7 a.m. The U.S. GDP at Q4, um, you know, will get a lot of focus in the media. I, it, it's rare that you see stocks be um, incredibly sensitive to this particular number. Um, I don't really think investors view it as the best gauge or the most recent gauge of economic activity. Um, you know, the street is forecasting 2% growth. Um, like I said, I think it's more kind of something the media focuses on. I think it, you know, it, it will have political implications as well as we had obviously into November. Um, and then after the close, you, the big reports are going to be Amazon in particular, plus Amgen, you have electronic arts, Visa and Western digital. Um, and then just quickly looking into tomorrow, you're going to get the China MBS PMIs for January out overnight. So tonight into Friday morning. Um, you know, those presumably should look healthy because, you know, you had been seeing an improvement in China economic growth momentum um, up until you kind of saw all this coronavirus stuff hit. And that's really been only in the last couple of weeks where you saw, you know, just a, a steep ramp in, in work outages and travel restrictions. So, um, you know, unclear if that really bled into the PMIs for January just yet, um, but those are coming out. And then tomorrow morning, you have a lot of uh, in, important industrials including Honeywell and Caterpillar tomorrow morning. So that is it uh, for today. Thank you everyone for listening.